Welcome to the Medic Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here today as we continue our emotion series. Today's sermon is called Angry Like Jesus. Today I'm going to talk about how we can flip tables to allow God to let blessings come into our life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the message starting right now. Let's dive into today's message. We're going to be continuing our emotion series today. And today's sermon titled is Angry Like Jesus. Angry Like Jesus. How many in here right now know someone that's angry, upset, heartbroken? Maybe you're upset and angry right now yourself. Anybody? Anybody? Y'all know somebody? Don't we drop a name. Trina, calm down. I know you're fake, but you know, Trina's, she's, whew, bless her heart. But anybody, anybody, in your mind right now, y'all know somebody that's angry. That they need a little bit of Jesus in their life. Hey, tag them in the live stream. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> See, what had happened was, I, mean, I thought you needed this message today, so we tagged you in the post. <laughs> so, but anyway, anyway, but do you know somebody? Oh, Lord. Y'all, I slid this thing back, and that's the first time I've done that in a couple of months. So, uh, But hey, you know when somebody's mad on your Facebook account by what? By what they posted. I'm going to pick on my daddy because he's not here. <laughs> I can always tell when my daddy is upset with my mama because he has some post on Facebook <laughs> about how or somebody, maybe not my mama, but maybe maybe somebody else has done upset and done up, rubbed him the wrong way. Now he's, I can tell by his Facebook post that he's upset. Upset on the old Facebook. Man, did we do a sermon series about Facebook? <laughs> You know what? How many of you thinking right now, if I know y'all are pondering, y'all are what we call poondering where I come from. Y'all are poondering. So how many of you know somebody that's still mad at you for something you did a long time ago? Anybody? Me too. I can tell you. Never mind. We won't share those stories. But, but now listen. So how do we deal with this anger? How do we handle anger? We got to have angry and get angry like Jesus did. So how are we going to do that? Y'all just hold on to your seats. <laughs> and so, but see, Jesus, last week we learned about the how to deal with um, um, uh, anxiety last week, and I hope you guys tuned in to that. And if you miss it, you got to go back and check it out. Hi, guys. i got to put Do Not Disturb on my phone. <laughs> but see, we got to get angry like Jesus. we got to get angry like the big G up there, get mad like he did. But how do we handle it? How do we handle it? How do we handle this, all this build up stuff? Somebody did me wrong. Somebody that back in the day, they're still upset by some of the things that I may or may not intentionally done wrong. But sometimes that, that what we got is everything today is so publicized. Everything is what? PC. You gotta be PC. Cause if you ain't, the PC police is gonna get on to you. They're gonna lock you out of your old Facebooks. They're gonna get upset at you. They're gonna try to cut, you know, uh, the, this whole culture counseling, uh, cancel movement right now that's going on that's just mind blowing to me. We won't go there, but we'll just keep it. We're gonna get angry like Jesus. <laughs> But we got so many things that, I mean, you, you can't be yourself anymore without somebody trying to pick you apart. You're going to get somebody upset. Sports, for an example. Man, I love sports. 
And I'm not one of these super huge, I know everybody's name, and I know the roster inside and out, so I know their stats, but I like and enjoy watching basketball. I, and preferably college basketball. Duke sucks. Uh, <laughs> I got you there. <laughs> just kidding. But, but see, some people, even with just that, they get so angry. I'm a big Tar Heel fan. I like the Tar Heels. Tar Heels rocks. Y'all Duke fans, coming down. But, but, but some of them, I mean, they, people take it to the extreme. They get so upset. Maybe their team's just not performing well. Maybe one of the players does something dumb and they're all over the news. And then maybe, maybe schools, I mean, they got all different types of things that they're teaching in school today. Schools have mind blown me. Some of the things that they are teaching, even at a young age, it's mind blowing. And people get upset about it. You got people that are upset because they're teaching it. And you got other people upset and angry because they're not teaching it. And we can't find a happy medium. And then you got all these politicians out there that are promising us all these great things. Hey, we're going to give you this. Hey, if you vote for me, I'm going to promise you these things. And then we get what? Upset when we don't get them, right? Hey, I want you all to know I got my stimulus check. Praise God. Pay your 10% to the church. Hallelujah. Make a difference in the community. Praise God. I did. <laughs> you see what I did there? <laughs> you can give it meditchurch.com. Green scared the But see, if it doesn't fit the agenda of people out there, they get upset, they get mad, and they get this angry. See, I tell you this, I can be so mad at you, you wouldn't know it, because I'm going to smile at you, I may want to stab you in the throat, (laughs) but I'm still going to smile at you and love you. Well, that's because you got pastor syndrome. No, I got Michael syndrome. I just love everybody, and I have to pray for you. But see, (laughs) Sometimes we just need to sit back and smile and to keep our mouths shut sometimes. But see, sin to be angry. Is it a sin to be angry? Sin to be angry. Is it a sin if I get angry? Is it a sin that I get upset at Trina even though she's invisible? Is it, is it, we pick on Trina here for the new ones here because she's invisible. She sits right here because I don't pick on y'all unless you're a Duke fan. Drew, <laughs> but, but don't leave. I promise. <laughs> I'll stop it. <laughs> but but see, is is it a sin for me to get upset because she didn't like the way I preached or she didn't like something I said? Is it a sin for me to be angry? No, it's not a sin to be angry. And angry isn't a sin. I want you guys to hear this. But it's how we respond and how we handle our anger will dictate whether it is a sin or not. So y'all think about that. If somebody just done me wrong and I'm just upset because, man, I can't believe they did that. I can't believe they wrote a nasty review on Medic Church's Google account there and now everybody's like, man, that church ain't no good. Y'all please don't do that. I don't know if anybody's done it. But, uh, but I can be upset. Man, why'd they do that? And be like, what the heck? That's upsetting. That's re- dumb. You can't do that. Now, if I'd got on there and replied back and cussed them out and told them what I really thought, then that's where the sin comes into play. Or I go and I hunt this person down and I take them out and I punch them in the throat like I'd probably want to. That's where the sin would take place. In Ephesians 4 and 26 and 27, in your anger, or in your anger, do not sin. 
Y'all underline that. Big, bold lines. Or if you're taking notes, write that down in big, bold letters. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold there to stand on. Now, I added some stuff there at the end. Because what happens is, is a lot of times, is, is right, we're going to go real life here, right? How many of you here, your spouse, significant other, how many times you went to bed angry and upset? Me too. I can't tell you how many times I went to bed, I've been so mad, and I wanted to throat punch Tasha, and, and the suns went down, and I never said sorry. I can't be alone. Am I the only one alone? Section here. Hey, y'all what? <sighs> don't go to bed, or don't let the sun go down and be angry, because what happens is that allows the devil to start grinding in them roots. And that's why, oh, I didn't get a good night's sleep because I thought about that all night long. And now the next day, you're still, man, I didn't get sleep. I'm upset. He, she done me wrong. She made me mad. She didn't cook me dinner like I wanted her to. She didn't wash the dishes. She didn't take out the trash. I'm mad about it. And I'm going to bed. I told her what I thought. Uh, uh, I'm done. She tried to come in there and say, hey, I'm going to talk to you. But, uh-uh, I ain't dealing with it tonight. And then what happens is, is it lets the foothold of the devil or the devil starts putting a foothold into your relationship and getting into your mind and saying, hey, <laughs> look, <laughs> if you go over here, you know that lady at work, she cooks that good meals, and you won't never go to bed hungry. You won't never go to bed with the dishes dirty. You won't. And it starts putting these mindsets into your minds. Don't give the devil access to your marriages, to your relationships, to your friendships. Don't let him, I mean, I'm not just, I mean, I use relationships uh, and a marriage a, a, a lot because my best friend is my wife. And But don't let, I mean, your friends, do not let anger come between you. Don't let the foothold, uh, devil, get into that and step in with your friends. How many of you right now have lost a relationship with a friend because of something so silly and anger got in the middle of it? Anybody? Me too. And it may have been something as simple as a misunderstanding that caused the trouble. Y'all, I got that heat burning up in here. I'm about to sweat. See, Matthew 21, it starts talking about how Jesus was entering into Jerusalem just before the Passover. So y'all don't forget, Easter's coming up in two weeks on April 4th. We want you guys to invite somebody to come hang out with you. We're going to be starting a brand new series. It's going to be awesome. But see, what happens here is the Jews, they, they were in, the, in this time were required to go back to their land to be counted and, and, uh, to celebrate the Passover. And it was a big, a big thing, a big celebration that they done. And so we learned last week that it was about five days before Jesus was going to, you know, give his life for the world. And, 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 but what we find out here is Jesus goes out to the temple. He goes to the temple here, and we find out something that Jesus does radical. You ready to find out what it is? Let's find out. And it says this in Matthew 21, 12, and 14. It says, Jesus entered the temple's courts and drove out all who were buying and selling there. They were buying and selling. And then he turned, or he overturned the tables of the money chargers and the benches of those selling doves. 
Verse 13, it says, It is written, he said to them, My house will be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of robbers. The blind and the lame came to him at the temple, and he healed them. Now, <laughs> Jesus here, he done. <laughs> I'd say this one time, I loved it. <laughs> it's the greatest thing. Jesus would turn that went gangster on these guys. He's like, uh-uh, uh-uh, no, time out. What you're doing is wrong. What you're doing here isn't right. And, and, and see, we see, I got a table over here. Let me slide it. Let me, let me, let me do some rearranging the furniture here. All right, y'all, y'all stand. I'm not on camera, but hang on. All right. I got a folding table. <laughs> so, so the table here, they had them set up over here in the house of God. And they were selling things. They were charging people. They were collecting money there at the temple. Now, I want y'all to see something. Jesus, this was totally out of his character here. Because up to this point, Jesus has been what? Loving, caring, healing the sick, taking care of people, comforting them, giving them hope, giving them peace, giving them joy. So this, all of a sudden, they've seen a whole new side of Jesus going on here. Wait a minute. Pastor, where are you going with this? Y'all stand by. Y'all check us out. <laughs> Jesus is known for his love. And not for his anger, right? Jesus is known for love and not his anger. I always like in people that tell you, well, you can get mad, but Jesus said, or the Bible said, sin not. <laughs> See, what happened here is, is he drove out these people. He drove out these people that were doing the wrong things in the house there, in the temple there, in the courtyards. He drove them out. And he started saying, hey, you're out of here. You're gone. I'm flipping your tables over. Yeah. How many of you ever done some work on a table? And you, We got Legos in my house, so we build things up. And uh, How many of you ever knocked something over? All your work's done went all the way around. and It's all fell on the ground. Anybody? Me too. Uh, and so... What happens is, is Jesus, I mean, I'm sure they had all their things there. All right. <laughs> Sally Sue, $5,000. Here's your thing. Thank you. Here's a receipt. I got records of it. She did this. She did. And Jesus come here and then flip the table over and they've lost all the records now. He cast them out. He got rid of them that were doing wrong in the temple. But what happened was, what's pretty cool here, is it went on to say, the blind and the lame came to him, and he healed them. So he got rid of the bad stuff, so he could let the good stuff take place. See, Jesus got mad and angry. He flipped the table over, so he can allow the good stuff to come in. Some of y'all today need to go home and start flipping some tables over in your life and getting rid of some bad things in your life so you can let that good stuff start coming in. See, <laughs> love people, love the situation, but turn over some tables in your life. See, when Jesus got angry, <laughs> see, I'm trying to think while we're here. <laughs> I got lost. 
So we notice Jesus wasn't angry about what others did to him. They wasn't upset what they did to him. They wasn't upset that they were in there selling this stuff and collecting. I mean, it probably had a nice table, probably had a nice setup. He was angry at how he was treating the people. Anybody ever been done wrong by somebody? Anybody ever been done wrong by church people? Me too. We're going to have revival in here just by flipping some tables. But, but see, but see, I've been upset. I've been angry at people, the way they've done me. The church people, the way they've done me wrong, and, and I've been upset about this. And, and But Jesus wasn't upset that they were there doing the business. He was upset by how he was treating, they were treating the people. They were taking, you know, the IRS, we talked about taxes a while ago. I just feel my name. They rob us of our money. That's what some people think. But see, that's what, that's what was happening here in the temple. They were robbing these people. I'm sure they were saying, okay, we're going to charge you this, we're going to charge you that, we're going to overcharge you. And then he, they prevented people from getting into the temple that really truly needed to be touched. Oh, you can't come here. You're lame. You can't walk. You can't breathe right. You got nasty breath. You got bad hygiene. You can't come into the house of God. See, Jesus, he got angry. On the behalf of those who were being mistreated. Jesus got upset and mad. And he got angry on the behalf of those who were mistreated. Thank God that he got angry for me. And, and by getting, and, and helping me get through the situation of wrongdoings that people have done in my life. See, every See, Jesus was betrayed, right? We learned that later on in the scriptures. And as he goes, he was sold off for, you know, some gold and silver. And, and you know, you these know, people were just, you know, just, and he still loved them. I'm sure Jesus was hurt. He was upset. He knew coming, you know, we learned last week, we knew what was going to come to Jesus. We knew what was going to happen to him. And, we, and he knew what was going to, and he was discouraged. And he said to his father, hey, Abba, Father, let this cup pass from me. Now, never get angry, or Jesus never got angry when someone criticized him. Ooh, think about that. So we see, at this point, we've seen that Jesus got upset in the temple. And they, what they were doing, he was mistreating the people. But never one time did they ever, did he ever get mad or upset when somebody criticized him. Think about this for a minute. If you're out and you're in this crowd of people and Jesus was performing miracles after miracles after miracles, had to be somebody in the crowd it's like, uh-uh, ain't no way. This guy had to be one. But see, maybe the religious leaders there, you know, we learned about how we're going to inherit medic church. We're going to be like Jesus. We're going to cross lines to bring people in, not draw lines to keep people out. He, you know, like the religious leaders. Maybe the religious leaders there disagreed with his viewpoint on things. Maybe they disagreed with how he was acting. You can't come in here. You can't touch these people. You can't heal these people. There's a process. 
And Jesus said, ah, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. See, Jesus got angry when others were hurting. He got upset when others were hurting. He gets upset when you're hurting. It hurts him to know that you're hurting. And then, you know, I want you guys to know that it's a natural feeling to be hurt. It's natural. It's a natural thing to have that feeling of hurt. Who wants to get punched this morning? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, if I punch you, I mean, it's, it's going to hurt, right? <laughs> it's going to hurt if I lie to you. It's going to hurt if I come down and I criticize you. And I come down hard on you. It's going to hurt if I betray one of y'all. Wouldn't y'all agree? You're supposed to be the pastor. You can't do these things. I would never, ever, ever intentionally ever do anything to hurt anyone. I'll do everything in my power to do that. And if you get upset at me about something, come talk to me. We'll figure it out. But the, see, the scripture is pretty clear here. It's very, very clear to forgive others. And God forgives us. I've been angry for years. I've been upset for years about what somebody said, what they did to me, what they didn't do. They were supposed to be there for me and they didn't come. We were supposed to have a bunch of people show up to come to church. Guess what? They still ain't come. But does that mean I got angry? It hurt. It hurt. But guess what? I didn't let I let it go. I said, okay, God, as long as I get plugged in somewhere, let them go. Let them go. But see, at some point, we have to start to find out how the healing process works. At some point, we need to start working on the healing. These people that have done me wrong in my past, I had to find the process of healing. I had to find how to say, hey, God, I know they've done me wrong. I know they've done this. I know they've done that. But God, I forgive them. I pray for them. I wish them the best. I wish them on their journey, wherever they go, that God, you'll still bless them. Even though they've done me wrong, God, I pray for them. See, Jesus wasn't mad about what people did to him. He was angry at those who were dishonoring the Father's house and mistreating the people. See, money, it changes people, right? Ooh, I wish I had all that kind of money. I wish I, had, I wish I was rich because Amazon would love me more. <laughs> and so, but, but man, but, but money changes people. Money will change a, a, a nice person and, and somebody that may be on fire for God and, 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 you know, all of a sudden they get into money and they start loving money more than they love God. It's deep. And that's, I believe what was happening is it's these people that were there in the temple said, we love the money. We need the money. And we're going we're gonna to tax the people and we're not going to let the people who really need to come into the temple come in. But, but we're going to charge them. Yeah, okay, if they want to come in, we're going to charge them triple because they can't walk and they can't breathe and, and they can't do this. They got leprosy and, and they nasty and, and we're going to charge them more. Money changes people. See, 
what we see here is they were selling these doves. And I'm sure they had a price. I mean, it'd be cool to own a dove, wouldn't you think? I think it'd be awesome. They priced, gouged these people. Y'all ever seen them people, you know, I hate when national disasters happen. And, and you know, but unfortunately, they, national disasters do happen. And But I can't stand when you see where people price gouge things. I remember, um, uh, what's the last hurricane that come through? Um, anyway, uh, when it come through and it struck the, the coast, the gulf down there, I think they got hit by like three hurricanes back to back last year. And, you know, but they, people were price gouging. Cases of water, a normal case of water that costs what three ninety nine. We're now eight ninety nine, twelve ninety nine. Toilet paper. Whew, we won't talk about twenty twenty's toilet paper crisis. <laughs> but but see, there were people that were suffering. These people were coming to visit the temple so they can get a connection with God. And then you had these dummies in there price gouging them and doing certain things that were inappropriate. Why was Jesus upset? Why was he upset about this? <laughs> Not because of what anyone did to him. He was angry on the behalf of those who were being mistreated. I got if y'all if I can't tell y'all anything else today, you may have been mistreated in your life. People may have done you wrong. People may have mistreated you. But guess what? Jesus is hurting in there on your behalf. He's speaking on your behalf. He's there with you. He loves you that much. See, when Jesus got angry, he flipped tables, but he didn't flip the people. Y'all catch that? When Jesus got angry, he flipped the tables. He didn't flip the people. And it's a lot of times they've been people that's rubbed me the wrong way, and I've gotten somebody, I've gotten plenty of people's face and told them what I thought, and I, it could have been a knockdown drag out. The moment it would have felt great. I'm sure it would have, somebody that's done me wrong walked in here right now, I'd like to sock them in the face. I'd love to. It'd make me feel good. You know, we talked about last week, don't make a permanent decision based on temporary emotions because you end up in jail at 12 o'clock. That's what would happen. I'm going to tell you right now, some some people that have, that, that have wrongly done me, I'd straight up want to punch them right in the throat. <laughs> Boom. Just me being honest. They might even be some people I won't cuss out a few times just because of the wrong stuff they have done to me. Maybe you guys are feeling that on the same way. Somebody, ooh, you just don't know. You just don't know what they've done to me. I'm, oh, let them come in here. Let me take Trina. Come on, Trina. You ready to go to this? We'll meet them outside. Cash me outside. But Jesus got angry. He was upset. But he flipped the tables, not the people. That's hard to do. That's hard to do anytime somebody's wrong and done you wrong and mistreated you. That's hard to do. Turn around and walk the other way. It's hard. It's difficult. I'm not sitting there saying it's easy. I'm not sitting there saying that you you ain't going to not want to hit them in the face and punch them in the throat or cuss them out. Or cash them outside of me. I'm just uh, being honest with you. I mean, I'm not saying it's an easy thing, but you got to turn and walk the other way because you got to flip tables and not the people. See, the table here, it represents the miswrong, the mistreating, the things that people have done to you. And it's time for us to turn tables over today. It's time for us to turn these tables over so we can get things to closer to God. We can let that goodness come into our life. See, 
I'm going to tell you guys, we started March 1st of last year in 2020. That was the best year of my life for January, February, March 1st to March 12th. <laughs> After that, it was a train wreck. <laughs> but you know what? We took criticism. Well, Pastor Michael, first thing they told me, the criticism, well, you shouldn't start a new church. There's plenty of churches in Surrey County. Okay. Hey, you shouldn't do that. You're not qualified. You ain't good enough. Ain't nobody going to come anyway. Only people you can get is people nobody else wants. That's fine. That's what I want anyway. I want people from every background because we want to be a church where everyone belongs. I don't care what you wear as long as you wear something. I don't care if you have the nice clothes, if you have, you know, dirty clothes from Goodwill. I don't care. Because it doesn't say anything that you had to be a certain way to come into church. It just says, come. If, if Jesus come in here right now and they had these religious rules and he said, hey, you got to be this way. You got to drive this certain car. You got to wear this certain type of shoes. You got to wear this name brand and this name brand. This, he's going to flip some tables. I flipped some tables in my ministry. And guess what? It allowed me to open up doors for many blessings. And that's why we followed through. I didn't worry about the criticism. I didn't worry about people stopping me and what they would say. Hey, you can't start a church because you ain't qualified. I don't care. We're going to do it anyway. God wasn't qualified. They didn't have no degrees back in the day. So who cares? I don't need a fancy piece of paper telling me I can't preach God's word. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. As Pastor Michael left said about some people that says stupid stuff in my life. Yeah, but guess what? We overcome things and we, you know, we done things radical because we wasn't drawing lines to keep people out. We were crossing them to let people in. See, and then, and then the pandemic hit. Then it hit. We had to stop everything. Had to stop everything two weeks. We went two weeks, had two worship experiences. And the third week I had to go live from my house. Governor come up, the president said, hey, you got to shut it down. National emergency, we're shutting it down. And guess what? We, we took ridicule for it. We took criticism for it. Why can't we just go to the house of God and worship? On the live, somebody commented, it doesn't make sense. Why can't we just worship? You need to open your doors to your church. You need to quit being scared of what the government says. You need to quit being scared of the virus. You need to let God lead your life. You're not holy enough to be a preacher. I proved him wrong. No, you're risking people's life if you do open. That's the other side of it. Now you're risking life because, you know, you had the pandemic come through. Now you're opening the doors. Now you're saying, okay, we're going to, they're, they're lifting up restrictions. They found it was unconstitutional for churches to close. And, and But we said, okay, we're going to open our doors, but we're going to do it safe. We're going to social distance our chairs. We're going to have hand sanitizer available. If you guys want to wear a mask, they're here. They're available. If you want to bring your own, that's cool. It's not a requirement, but hey, but hey, but the, 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 the people said, hey, but you're risking life if you open your doors. Can't do that. Then other people's like, okay. Well, if you do keep your doors closed, now you're caving, caving to the, the liberals' agenda. Now you're, now you're falling victim to their agenda that they're on, that their path that they're on. I'm going to tell you right now, the only path that I'm on, the only agenda I'm following is God's agenda. Did not one person sway my decision on anything we've done in 2020 to them other than God. But people criticized us. And we said, mm-mm, we're going to flip tables. But listen, both sides have 
good arguments. Both sides open the church, don't open the church. Open business, don't open the business. The virus is real, the virus is fake. Masks don't work, masks do work. Whatever your opinions are, there's data that shows everything's consistent on both sides. But what happens is, is one side thinks they're right, and so does the other one. And so they battle back and forth, and they get mad and angry at one another. And they can't find a good consensus to meet. So many people in this effort to be right, they've forgotten how to love. These people over here that are pro-mask hate the people that are pro-no-mask. And the pro-no-mask are upset and angry at the people that wear masks. And they forgot how to be loving. Sometimes in our life, we get upset and angry because we think we're right. And we might have rightness on both sides. We might have the data on both sides. But that doesn't mean we should mistreat one or the other. We shouldn't mistreat them. Make sure we don't let our unrighteous anger justify an unloving behavior. Did y'all hear that? Make sure we don't let an unrighteous anger justify an unloving behavior. Well, I don't like wearing a mask, so I'm not going to wear one. If you wear one, you're wrong. Well, if you don't wear one, if you don't wear that mask, you're wrong, and and you kind of kill people. Don't fall victim to that nonsense. Don't miss the opportunity to still love somebody. You want to wear a mask? Hey, I'll love on you. I'll cool, I'm cool with it. If you don't want to shake my hand, if you're on a six feet social distance, you want to air five, you want to fist my, what? I'm cool with all that. I'm still going to love you and I'm still going to treat you the same as I would anybody else. Just said, hey, I'll shake your hand. I'll give you a fist bump. I'll give you a big sloppy wet kiss. Please don't. But, but our goal isn't to always be right. Our goal isn't just to be right. Our goal is to be loving. Here at Medic Church, we're going to love anybody and everybody that walks through our doors. I don't care what background you come from. I don't care if you're white, black, Hispanic, you know, Asian, what, Jewish, whatever. I don't care. I don't look at people's colors. Well, Pastor Michael, you fall in that cancel culture where, you know, all lives matter. Yeah, all lives matter too. Everybody. Since in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then he created what? Man. Mankind. He didn't say he created blacks, whites, yellows, red and green, polka dot. When Jesus got angry, he loved and he healed those who were hurting. The people who were lame and weak and dire, in desperate need of a touch, he loved on them. He opened the door. He flipped the table. He didn't flip on the people. He flipped the table and he loved on them. He tells us in Matthew 21, 14, the blind and the lame came to, came to him at the temple and he helped heal them. Some of you today Maybe right there, and I'm going to close here in just a moment. Maybe right there, and you're looking for healing today. You're looking for a touch from God. You know that people's done you wrong. You know people's mistreated you. And you're looking for somebody to reach out to, to love. And you're looking for, for that, you know, uh, that song, I'm looking for love in all the wrong places. Some people are looking for love in all the wrong places. They're trying to get a quick fix, a temporary fix on a, you know, on an emotion that they have. Hey, I'm looking for something to, to heal me and to touch me. But, but you know what? The person that you need to be going after is God. 
You need to reach out to him and wrap your arms around him and give him your whole self this morning. I'm so sick and tired of getting on the news. I don't get on the news a lot, but when I get on there, all you hear right now is all this cancel culture crap that's going on. Just because somebody got upset and didn't agree with what they were saying. I'm sure Facebook's going to flag my post here, and I don't care. as hate speech. I'm not hating on nobody. I love everyone. Anybody knows me for any amount of time knows that how much I love people and how much I love God. And I'm going to love on people because I'm going to go out here and I'm going to cross those lines to bring people in. I'm going to cross those lines to get people here into our house. But this cancel culture, you say something wrong. Say one little thing wrong, they're going to cancel you out. They're going to discredit you at all costs. But I'm going to tell you, for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to serve God for me and this house that we're in, this house of worship. We're going to serve God. And we're, I don't care if they try to cancel me or not. Cancel me on Facebook. I don't care. We'll find other means. Guess what? I don't let a politician dictate what I do. I don't let a, a, a politician set up a table in my life. I don't let a politician or a government culture tell me what I can and can't say because I'm going to preach God's word whether they like it or not. So today, you may be thinking about those people at the beginning that have hurt you. People will do you wrong. People's goal in today's society is to get ahead at all costs, to make themselves look better. If they can make you look bad and make themselves look good, they're going to do it. And when people do that to you, to your friends, to your family, take it to God. Don't flip on the person, but flip on the, don't flip on the people. But flip the tables. Thank God today, even in each one of our mistakes, that God didn't cancel us. The culture counseling, cancel culture wasn't there with God. Because we all, tells us in the Bible, have fallen short of the glory of God. We've all have slipped. But thank God that He didn't cancel us and forgive us. See, I'm going to read this last verse here. Colossians 2 and 13 and 15. It says, for, for he, talking about God here, forgives all sinners. He canceled the record of the charges against us. And he took it away by the nailing it to the cross. See, some of you today need to take your pain, your suffering, and you need to nail it to the cross. Some of you right now <laughs> need to take your tables here. You need to flip some tables in your life today. Some of you have tables set up in your life right now that you need to let God flip over so he can allow things to come in to bless you. You guys don't mind if you'll stand with me this morning. God, I just want to thank you for this day. I want to thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for us. God, so many times we've let people come into our lives and, and do us wrong, God. And God, allow people to, to, to do these things to us and mistreat us, God. But God, right now, in the name of Jesus, let's start flipping some tables today in our lives. God, thank you for not canceling out on us when we made a mistake. So many times this canceled culture that we're living in, God, God, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. God, do not... Let the church back down and be silenced 
Because here at Minute Church, God, God, we want you to bless us. God, because we're going to go across lines to bring people in, not draw lines to keep people out. God, if somebody's hurting today, God, just let them know all they have to do is come to you. And God, if somebody don't know you, let them know all they have to do is say this simple prayer. Dear God, forgive me of my sins. I know you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for me so I can live forever with you in paradise. God, when it gets hard, and God, when, when people may do me wrong or mistreat me, God, help me to know that you're in control and to do the right thing. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you again for being with us on today's podcast. Join us next week as we conclude our emotions series. And as always, don't forget, if you need special prayer, you can go to www.medicchurch.com, submit a prayer request. Our team is standing by and believing that God is going to meet each and every need that is submitted. All right, you guys have an awesome rest of your day. We'll talk to you soon.